Please Touch the Art podcast. Um, I am Kieve Roadheaver, and last time I had Art Sistery on with Brandy and Danny, who are both dead inside, but now I have just Danny on her own. Hello. Um, Danny, do you want to remind everybody who you are? Yes, my name is Danny Lynn. I use she, her pronouns, but whatever. I am an oil painter and I love dim sum and my uh, and I wear black jeans every day. <laughs> nope, let's say I love Doc Martin shoes. There we go. I also really like dim sum. <laughs> I have not had it since I lived in Atlanta. Oh, it's so good. Um I um now I'm just thinking mm. about all the places in Atlanta. Somburger is a really good place to eat in Atlanta also. And the other fun fact I have is my first um, my first bubble tea experience happened at a place called um, Sweet Hut, also in Atlanta. All of my facts are about food in Atlanta for some reason. Food in Atlanta was pretty good, if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah. Atlanta was like a weirdly a food hub and at the time I was dating um this girl whose parents owned a Chinese restaurant and I was like hello I'm forever ruined ideal forever ruined now I like actually I lied I recently found a Chinese restaurant that I really like in town but for a while I was really ruined Mm, yeah I'm really judgy about Chinese food because I'm Chinese (laughs) (laughs) as an oh as an aside like I live in German Village, and let me tell you, like, the uh, they have a really good Jewish deli called Cat Singers, and I'm like, hello, all of Ugh. you, my cheese, Talk- my everything. It's, it's good. Anyway, sorry about talking about cheese. I'm just really hungry right now, apparently. Yeah, you're making me hungry, and I'm also Jewish, so now I'm now I want like extra hungry Chinese Jewish fusion food somehow. Mm-hmm. Right, painting. Would you like to begin with? today Um, either one you choose (laughs) uh i know that you are most excited about talking about um shanghai hong kong egg foo young um fortune cookie always wrong Mm -hmm. um would you i would you like to describe the painting to me or should i tell you what i see you know what it would be really fascinating for me to hear what you see oh goodness um yeah so i see what appears to be a roll of canvas I'm gonna go out on a limb I haven't looked this up um with a portrait of I assume it's you and Brandy simply because I know what the pair of you look like Mm -hmm. um touching heads with a green wisp coming out of the top of your head eyes closed um the portraits of the faces are on the floor and set upon the necks of the faces are like kind of like little baby head sculptures mm-hmm. with um, painted masks. One of them appears to maybe be a monkey. It looks like it has like um, Chinese characters or a uh, um, tower on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it it rolls up into this dark area of which there appears to be... I'm guessing like an emperor or perhaps a warrior um, who is faintly painted 
um, in a kind of white or yellowish color that is ascending from um, the heads into this lighter area that appears to be kind of like a cream. I read it as a skyline that's upside down or like the inside of a room and then um, hanging down you've got an upside down view of a character of a person with pink hair and various like objects and toys that are vaguely reminiscent to me of like a lay person looking in of like kind of like some classic like toys or like kind of like chibi anime almost um kind of like those facebook like bit emoji things and um a vase and then hanging from the ceiling as well i'm not from the ceiling but from the side of the painting is um an alligator with large ears it's probably actually a dragon i feel very silly for saying it the way i said it <laughs> um and then two faces a blue face with short hair and earrings and a pink face with pink hair and they're both very stylized also similarly in kind of like a cartoonified way hanging in what appears to be like a corner of a gallery painted white you can kind of see a radiator lots of brick wow that was actually very good um, oh thanks that was really good yeah and you you as then I get to have a sense of how successful I was in translating what I wanted to you know what I mean it's mm-hmm. yeah I know what you mean it's amazing to to this this painting to me is it's it's more of an installation yeah. it's uh very large this is an 18 foot tall painting it yeah. it scrolls onto the floor and part of the piece is an element of being able to walk on it yeah I provide little fuzzy slippers and you can walk on my face the other figure that's on the floor is not actually Brandy um that is oh, I see my best friend and also my first gay crush mm-hmm. like knowing that is not necessarily important to reading the painting it's just seeing that there's a relationship there um the figure that is in the darkness is actually a portrait of my great 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 grandmother who i did not okay. know existed this painting mm. was recently discovered by my family in china and it had been somehow squirreled away um, and survived oh. the Cultural Revolution. And oh, nice. looking at it, I felt this overwhelming sense of wanting to feel connected to her. Um, I wanted to be able to understand how I was part of her or she was part of me. I, yeah. Because I mixed, and a lot of my work, it is identity art in a sense, um, comes mm-hmm. from a place of like not feeling authentic in my identity or trying to understand it or feel some way about things. And originally I painted her in, in full. Um, I just copied the painting pretty much. And then I covered it all up with the, the dark gradient. Um, And in that same Mm -hmm. day, I scratched her image back in. So for me, that process felt, I don't know. It felt significant. It was like, this sh- this doesn't necessarily define me, but it is a way for me to understand aspects of myself and my family's history. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 
the top portion references like yes like a video game it's a room there are flat elements and more constructed elements the the weird toy figures that you referenced uh were actually made by my great-grandfather and they oh uh were these small weird little objects that really like really solidified themselves in around my childhood and my feelings of nostalgia I think about it like I can always remember them and I don't make a lot of memories and this right yeah so this painting kind of came because for the last uh two years I've been dealing with three it so that for a lot of the time I was asleep and when I was asleep it was hard for me to tell what was asleep and what was awake I was losing my memories because of it Mm -hmm. Um, and so this painting hopefully feels kind of like a dream there's okay yeah so that element of you being like trying to grasp at understanding what things are is something that I hoped it did where maybe you can get a sense of feeling like maybe these objects are toys or but I don't recognize them necessarily. They're, they're nothing you would have seen before, but maybe they feel familiar to you somehow. Um, the, the masks are actually like Cantonese, uh, like New Year's parade masks that I painted and made. Uh, one of them is a monkey, yes, um, because I'm Year of the Monkey and I'm obsessed with the Monkey King. And mm-hmm. one is a portrayal of, I always say it's brandy because in uh, for for Chinese New Year there's always like a a girl baby and a boy baby, but Brandy and I kind of see each other as long hair and short hair, and so back in our in, our, in the day she was the long hair one and I was the short hair one, so it is just like a kind of funny way we see ourselves. And the the tower that you're seeing is actually the illustration on Chinese takeout boxes. Right. Um. Mm. Okay, I knew it was familiar. I just couldn't place it. Exactly, that's the whole vibe. Um, the hanging yeah. paintings that you saw. Uh, one of them is a character from video game who is a dragon. Yes, but it's kind of like this weird Americanized two-footed dragon. And the other one is actually the logo for our my art history podcast. So it is. Mm-hmm. I. Wow. Okay. I feel very behind the times now. I'm kidding. I don't. Uh, yeah, I actually, I, I actually do feel a lot of familiarity. Um, not my personal familiarity, but I feel how this could be um, very familiar um, to someone who has experienced, um, who has experienced more things in common with your childhood. The first thing that I noticed when I was looking at this painting, especially the title, I went, this is this is a familiar line it what is it from and I spent like literally two days trying to place it is it from the Aristocats yes it is (laughs) why do I know that because that is the that is that part in every like everybody wants to be a cat best song and then that like horrible like Siamese cat comes on and he's playing the drums with chopsticks he goes yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah Shanghai, Hong Kong, yep. Igfu, Young, mm. Fortune, Cookie, always wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. It, it reminds me how much of, like, the things that I consumed 
like as a child and even some of the things that I encounter now are like actually actively a little horrible well for me it comes from two places one of it is that yes that was actively horrible and racist but as a mixed person and someone who's mixed Chinese when I looked at a character like that Mm -hmm. I couldn't help but feel that that was me I was an Americanized uh you know like like mess of what a Chinese person should be or or even the other way around too I was like a bad white as well um so Mm -hmm. who who did I have to to try to like connect to in media it was always like this figure or like you know karate kid I just like I wanted to be the karate kid I want I was a white kid who just like wanted someone to teach me how to be Chinese I don't know (laughs) yeah okay I'm trying to like ask you an intelligent question. Um, I'm I'm really fascinated, honestly, by um, you talking about how you created the image mm-hmm. of your grandmother. My you great, said. great, great grandmother. Um, I'm very, mm. yeah. Thank you for <laughs> thank you for reminding me. Um, I'm very I'm very fascinated um, with that process of like the rendering, the covering. And then etching out the black paint before it dried. Can you talk to me a little bit about, a little bit more about repetition and um, what repetition means to you as an artist? Sure. Um, my my art process changed a lot during those during the year it took me to create that piece. I came from mm-hmm. a very academic and rigorous art practice that was really based in research and labor. Um, so the process of copying something in all of its detail was something that was a, a really natural part of my process at that time. Because of my sleep disorders, I no longer could do that. Because if I was sitting for more than 15 minutes or if I felt bored I would fall asleep um I I fell asleep in my art studio so much just on the dirty (laughs) concrete floor listen (laughs) I so I you know how I identified with your sister being a super pooper Mm -hmm. I actually am in the process of talking to my doctor about the possibility of having narcolepsy (gasps) oh my god um (laughs) i have so many stories of me like falling asleep like on basement floors under underneath canvases in my studio underneath canvases yeah well what i have is baby narcolepsy plus sleep apnea um Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. at the time, Sorry. I was just like super underslept. And, and that feeling, which now I'm, I know you can relate to, of just like, if I don't keep myself like actively engaged, I'm done. Like, I'm gone. <laughs> I was really used to being a fast painter, and suddenly I wasn't. And actually, my best art friend came to visit me, and he came to my studio, and he looked at it, and he was like, this sucks. And I was like, yeah, it, no, no, oh, this, no. Is how, this, is our, this is how we vibe. I was like, he was like, this sucks. And he was like, you mm-hmm. know, this sucks. And I was like, yeah, yeah. But he was like, well, fix it. And I was like, how? He was like, I don't know, just change it. Don't do it anymore. And and so I did. I covered it all back up in over the course of one studio visit. I, I don't want to completely erase what this was um, for me. And so I scratched her back in. And 
in those scratched out places they kind of look like those kid things you know where you scratch it out and it's like rainbow underneath because yeah yeah, because you can see that painting still under there artists are Mm -hmm. like onions (laughs) (laughs) did you say artists are like onions that's not what i expected but i love it yeah oh my gosh wonderful absolutely lovely One of the things that you mentioned to me is you corrected me from calling it a painting to calling it an installation. Um, do you think that uh, being a painting, being an installation, uh, how do you think that connection with your audience like changes pulling um, something from the wall? Mm. For me, and I, this is like maybe just a me thing. I call everything a painting. Okay like a sculpture is a painting a film's a painting for me everything painting um because that's all I've ever loved I've been obsessed with oil painting since I was very young and I have tried many other forms of art making but have thinking about the art that I enjoy experiencing and it's it's usually experiential art I like experiential installation pieces and so again I just thought why why am I not doing that if I like that so I so I did it right um yeah yeah, I feel that. And this is the first time I've done that, actually. So I, this is the first piece where I would say there is that audience participation and more of an installation aspect to it. Yeah, that's really hella. Um, is there anything else that you want to talk about this particular painting before we switch gears no let's switch gears all right so the second painting that i'm pulling up um assuming that my thing ever loads i'm going to edit out me attempting to press this piece (laughs) of my computer edit it out while i drink water good i will um the the real uh thing is is that i there's this place called the north market that i used to work inside of at a donut shop and I like I was like rushing to work one day and I had to pee really bad. So I like tried to hang up my backpack on one of the hooks and my backpack just fell and mm. my computer was in it. So like just like mm. this portion of my computer screen doesn't work properly anymore. Oh god. Um and I always forget <laughs> because it's like a touch screen and I'm like, why doesn't it touch? No. It's very it's the sad. Worst. It's the worst. Um, anyway, I have it. Whenever you are ready, I'm also going to take a switch of a switch yeah, of water because I've been talking for a really long time. You and I have both been talking for legit two hours. <laughs> Listen, thank you for doing this marathon with me. It means everything and it gives me life. I'm loving this and I feel like we're best friends now. Good. <laughs> I just like, I know you can't see me, but I think that I just like uh, died a little bit on the inside in a good way, though. Um, Yay. I love acquiring new friends. I was Ugh. I was talking to my net. I'm sorry. I'm like uh, on a tangent. Up the painting. You look more white than Chinese. Yes. Um. Similarly, I'm gonna ask. Do you want to describe this painting, or do you want to have me describe this painting first? No, I just like hearing you describe it. Um. Oh, thanks. So I am looking at an an what I assume to be an oil painting because of the smooth nature, kind of the way that all of the colors are blended. I can kind of see 
where the paint has built up texture, especially like on the background, you can kind of see like bits of the paint stroke, bits of like where it looks as though like you put a lot of layers on the painting. In the foreground, there is a crumpled piece of paper or perhaps a napkin even um, that has blue line drawings of two Chinese women. Um, They look like they're wearing um, traditional garb. They look as though their hair is done up. I think it kind of looks like there's like flowers in their hair. Um, They both have those like, I don't, for lack of better word, those tiaras that um, sit on your forehead with like a single like teardrop in the middle. And then it has Mm. the, um, the shadow in. Sorry, are you still there? (laughs) I'm sorry for interrupting us again. Um... (laughs) I'm super chill. I have major anxiety, but I'm super (laughs) chill. The only last thing that I was going to say was there's like a shadow. That's about it. That's all I was going to say about what I see. Well, you got it. (laughs) You nailed it right on the head. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, I I feel like I'm joking, but I'm patting myself on the back right now. mm. Um, No, you're very good at reading art. I'm I'm super I like love hearing you talk about it. Well, thank you. I I took a, a lot of classes that essentially went, look at this thing. Just say exactly what you're seeing and you're probably okay. And I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, it sounds fake. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the story behind this painting is it's one of a series of two paintings. The first one was made a few years ago. It's called white on paper Mm -hmm. and I made it after I found out that according to my medical records I'm white um which was you know news to me and the the uh the like image that I Mm. crumpled up and painted in this it's a still life in the still life came from an art book that my uncle sent me from China and he was an artist before the cultural revolution Um, And he loved that I was an artist until he met me and realized that I was a girl. And then Mm -hmm. instead of sending me art books like he used to, he sent me purses and uh, necklaces and things like that. Well, so this is just, um, you know, born from that kind of feeling. Mm -hmm. Is that why? So I know there are only so many shapes in the world when I asked this question, so if I'm wrong, I apologize. Is that why there's kind of like a vaginal element to the way that this is shaped? Well, I mean, everything in my work is gay. You're referring to, um, Mm -hmm. I look more white than Chinese comes from, I had Mm -hmm. a show and a, uh, a curator came to the show and asked me to be in another show in Shanghai. And at first I was really excited. I was like, oh, hell yeah. Like (laughs) first international art showing for for me. Um, Yeah. And she came to my studio and talked about my work. She wanted white on paper. And I agreed to Mm -hmm. let her have that for the show. And she wanted a second piece. And in in the beginning, I agreed to paint something new for her. But she kind of dilly-dallied and didn't give me a lot of time. And she didn't want any of my other works. And I was like, you know, I have all of these other ones available. And she was like, we want something that's just like white on paper. Um, 
And so I was like, okay, fine. And I agreed because I wanted to show in Shanghai. And when she was interviewing me and trying to understand my work, I was telling her that my work is about identity. You know, it's this imagined history. It's piecemeal. It's patchwork. It's scrounged up from various cultural influences. It's about like creating an iconography for mixed being mixed race, right?、Um, and her response to that was, "Well, you look more white than Chinese." <laughs> so. So that's what I named it. <laughs>、mm-hmm. um, and yeah, that's just yeah. That's how that one came about. Yeah, I, uh, I, uh, I often know people who have struggled to have people see them as like the multifaceted like being that they are, rather than like picking picking the side that like it. That picking a side of that person rather than all of them,、yeah. um, and you. Sorry, continue. Yeah, well, it's just it's just it's just this thing. It's just this thing of like,、um, mm-hmm. I have had I've never had anyone not tell me what I am,、um, and I really hate that. I don't identify、um, in many ways. And it kind of comes from a racial place for me. It's because everyone has always told me what they think I am, or that I'm not something, or that I'm not enough something, or I'm part something, part something else. So for me, I prefer not to identify, and I and I also don't identify sexually.、Um, it's just the anonymous yeah, sphere.、So、I prefer can... just to live in this anonymous zone. <laughs> yeah, is it kind of like the whole you、mm-hmm. know the the thing that people ambiguous、like、to do zone. If you're a woman, they like to make you a woman artist. It's kind of like that. Around this same time that I made the the first painting, I had just graduated from art school, and I moved to LA from San Francisco. And one of my painting mentors, who I idolized, invited me to a very fancy party with a lot of very Fancy art people, and I was very nervous. And I went, and I was talking to him, and I was like, you know, I've graduated. It's so hard to find places to show my work. It's really hard to try to, you know, start my career. And he said, "Well, you're Chinese. That's so hot right now." And I made a joke where I was like, "Well, I'm still a girl." And he was like, "No one needs to know that." And he was dead serious. <laughs> So part of me makes this work. That's like if you, if you're going to I label me,、mm-hmm. then yeah, like you can't ignore it in my work. Can't like who I am、okay. is everything. So it's kind of like in flipping the, in the what、painting. people tell you. you can't you get away from it, and you're telling them, no, this is what I am.、Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, yeah, I am that.、Mm-hmm. Or it's yeah, like, whatever.、That. You know, it's it's a. Let me define. You know, I don't know. I'm really sorry. We have been talking for two hours, so my brain can only. I I want to like ask you and the most intelligent <laughs> questions and give you all of the most、um, myself I can be. Um, remind me about your relative that was sending you the art books,、um, and you mentioned a specific period of time that they were making.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he is my grandmother's brother, and I 
met him for the first time when I was 15 and I went to China for the first time and uh, I really I really liked him but we couldn't communicate and I showed him my art and he was an artist um, but of course the culture revolution meant that he no longer makes art okay so um, I don't know there's something about that too that I always come back to mm-hmm. talk to me about um I'm not familiar. My research has not led me there. Um, Talk to Mm. me about the cultural revolution and what that meant. And like, perhaps if you know what, why that, why he's no longer making. I mean, the idea behind communist China was a lot of that. Everybody does every job, right? So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the laborer and he he actually was a visual artist, but he also made violins and violas. Um, and he wasn't allowed to do that anymore. And Mm -hmm. actually going back to my first painting, my great, great, great grandmother, when I look at that painting of her that my family found only someone who had some sort of like either wealth or standing would have had a painting made of them like this. And It absolutely blows my mind. Sometimes I think like, man, maybe I could have been rich. (laughs) (laughs) It's like maybe my family had money. (laughs) mm -hmm. It's nothing like this, but it reminds me of like when my grandfather would tell me, oh, yeah, my mom was born in a castle. She was the goose girl. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah, I, I, I have a, I, she grew up in a Hungarian palace and she raised geese. Uh, before she and before she they came to the united states um which is not not like it, it's a little like but not quite um because i know i know her history i'm privileged to know what what happened um to them and mm-hmm. all of that yeah and we i don't i don't know my family's history part of it is because i can't talk to them i don't speak um cantonese and the other part is that they don't know it either so it's it it's that same feeling of trying to find who you are but the the history on my chinese side of the family is very weird like my dad wasn't actually raised in china he was raised in okinawa japan Uh, my grandma abandoned her religion and her family to be a christian and a missionary uh she like my great grandf- her father was a double spy for China and Japan during the war. There's all this, like, stuff that I yeah. want to feel connected to. Right. That's a lot to mm-hmm. sift through. But it's all also just a complete mystery. <laughs> it sounds equally, in equal parts, hard and, like, mysterious and, like, something out of, like, something you would yeah. read. Which, again, just kind of goes back to living in ambiguity Mm -hmm. is there anything else that you'd like to talk about this painting is there anything else that you would be excited to share with me i don't know i've been excited this whole time (laughs) this is like yeah i just been two hours of of my favorite kind of hang Mm -hmm. which is just i'm art hang (laughs) Mm -hmm. art hang i I really had anything else i don't know i'm i'm um i don't know i'm not that good at, at unprompted music that's on fair my art. that's fair i don't think anybody is i have like 
backlogs of scripts of things that I just tell people. Well, I just I have found that I just just trying to talk about myself and my story is um, the best way to give people a little window into my work. But really, once you put a piece of art into the world, it's not like I don't feel like it's mine. You know, I feel like I hope that anyone who looks at it comes up with their own thing about it. And it, it because it is narrative my work um that hopefully there's somewhere that you can jump in and um understand a story from on your own based on your own yeah kind of the whole death of the author type thing um well I think that's about what we've got time for on my end um would you like to plug yourself sure um if you want to follow my podcast it's at Art History, like art history, but with an S. It's a traveling art history podcast with me and my sister. Um, if you want to find my work, <laughs> it's at dannylin.com, and it's spelled D-A-N-N-I-L-I-N.com. And you can see mm-hmm. my big, They're really my big silly paintings. Check out all of them. <laughs> I sent them to all of my friends, and my friends were like, oh, I want to know about these ones. And I went, okay, cool radical um all shucks all shucks exactly um let me know if you ever like let me know if if it like let me know when your next shows come up and if any are (laughs) ever close to me I'll show up randomly magically in the background that sounds Um, almost too good to be true (laughs) I'm very excited for it my my all of my paintings um live upstairs in my closet um but you know (laughs) you know you know how it is um per always um i'm kieve roadheaver um you can find our podcast at please touch the art um on instagram and on twitter um i also have a gmail which is please touch the art at gmail.com my personal art instagram is kieve.art k-i-e-v-e dot a-r-t and my personal art website is K-R-O-D-E-H-E-A-V-E-R-A-R-T dot com. Thank you so much for being here, Danny. Thanks for having me. It's been really yeah. fun meeting Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely.